You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is CBS Sports Radio. I am JR. It is the JR Sport Brief Show. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for one more hour. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. And much love to you. Yeah, you for listening. I hope you had a great Monday. It's my job to get you a little bit closer to Tuesday morning. All right, if you want to holler at me, it's simple. We got a phone number, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can also get a hold of me. I am on social media everywhere. That is at JR Sport Brief. That's at JR Sport Brief everywhere on social media. We know the big news for tonight. It's the Georgia Bulldogs. It's Georgia beating TCU. And the biggest ass whooping that you have ever seen in a college football final or a bowl game, 65-7. to I guess uh, TCU ran out of gas with that game last week against Michigan. And so in SoFi Stadium, they are utterly embarrassed. I mean, at halftime, the score was 38-7. to And Stetson Bennett, played completely out of his mind. I mean, the whole team, they played out of their mind. Kirby Smart was asked in a pregame interview on the field. All he said is, I want my team to go out there and, and be aggressive. And aggressive is what they were. Bennett threw for four touchdowns, 304 yards. He rushed for another two. There were five total rushing touchdowns. They scored nine touchdowns total. They had three takeaways. Georgia completely dominated this game. It wasn't competitive. From the get-go, from the start, not a damn thing was competitive. I mean, even the announcers from Georgia, they were getting in on the fun. I mean, they... Hey, Shub, what did they, 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 there was a donkey reference? Is that what we heard? Something like that. You want, you want to hear it again? Yeah, let's hear it. Bennett to throw, lobs it to the right corner. There's McConkey. He got on his donkey and made a sliding catch in the right corner. Touchdown. Yeah, that was, that was Stetson Bennett to Lad McConkey. That made the score 52 to 7. That's the Bulldogs radio network. 52 to 7 in the third quarter. Stetson Bennett was pulled. Eh, what about 13 and a half minutes left in the fourth? And we know the game was done at that point. We knew the game was over pretty much from the first quarter because uh TCU didn't look involved. TCU did not look like they were ready to play. They they looked gassed. Head coach Sonny Dykes after the game. He pretty much said as much. Take a listen to what he had to say. Yeah, look, our guys have been going, you know, we've been practicing pretty much since um, the end of July, you know, and, and we have a bunch of young people that are 18 to 22 years old uh, that have really poured everything they have into it. You know, they've been home one weekend since uh, the football season started, you know, to see their family. Um, and so these guys have paid a lot into to this run, into having this kind of success. They've given everything they have, made a ton of sacrifices. Yeah, I believe I heard a stat prior to the game that only 
four players on TCU, only four players have ever participated in another bowl game prior to this year. And I, we know that the Georgia Bulldogs, even though they had a big turnover, especially on the defensive side where a lot of their, their prime defenders went pro, that they just won a national championship. And the guy leading the way, Stetson Bennett, he went back to back. And now I got people calling me, and this conversation isn't going to go anywhere or go away at all. You know, people are talking about his, his potential uh, as a pro. And he was asked that after the game, and this is what Stetson Bennett had to say. Stetson, um, I know you didn't want to talk about the NFL. To, this game was over. This game's over. Um, career's over. What do you want the NFL to know about you as they uh, begin to scout you for, uh, for that level? I don't know. I've been here long enough, I'm sure. <laughs> There's some game tape. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I'm a hard worker, pretty good at football, smart, um, you know, but they'll see that. I don't know. Um, that'll take care of itself. Today, we're, we're national champs. Yeah, good for the – enjoy your national championship, man. And, and Kirby Smart, he got a $1 million bonus for winning another national title, and he could thank uh, Stetson for helping to lead the way. Kirby Smart, he bigged him up. When he came in my office and he said – I'm trying to decide if I'm going to come back or ride off in the wind. He goes, I don't understand. Everybody's telling me that I should just ride off in the sunset and be the legendary quarterback that won a national title. And he said, that's just not who I am. And he's like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Why should I do that when I have an opportunity to play again? Like, like why, why, why don't we go win it again? Stetson Bennett was responsible, as I told you, for four touchdowns in the air. He rushed for two. That's a... It's a college football championship record to account for six touchdowns all by your damn self. The largest bowl game win in history, 65-7, to Georgia beats TCU to go back-to-back. You know, we were obviously going to talk about and discuss the game tonight, but it wasn't competitive. It was a blowout. It was a beatdown. And I know as we continue on through this week, We'll spend more time, you know, getting towards the NFL playoffs and some of the coaches who are staying in Belichick and some who are gone in Kingsbury. And then, you know, you got guys kind of on the fence in Sean McVay. You might even have a head coach return in, in Sean Payton. And so we got a lot to get into this entire week uh, with the NFL. Uh, and, but tonight we have had multiple conversations. Uh, how do you ensure the competitiveness of future national championship games. Uh, You can't predict blowouts. It's sports. You can be the best team in any league, in any sport, and you can go out there and have your lunch taken from you. You can get your ass whooped. You never know. But you do want to ensure that you get the best possible championship game ever. But what we got tonight was a dud. And so one of the first conversations we had was about the future of the college football playoff that we know it will be expanding uh, to 12 teams. It's just a matter of when. Will it be 2024? Will it be 2026? Uh, When we get to the college football playoff, uh, I assume that we'll have maybe more blowouts. It may not be in the championship game. It might be in the, the first round. And then I guess you can kind of filter through some of the teams who may not be there. 
but I don't I don't know if we're going to get a, a Cincinnati TCU-type school next year in the college football playoff. Uh, I think we might be in a space now where anybody who's kind of on the fringe, they're going to say, do you remember what TCU did last year? Are we going to give this team the benefit of the doubt? This non-Power 5, or are we supposed to give them the benefit of the doubt to just go ahead and put them in? I don't care where they play. They could be coming right back out of the Big 12. It's, it's going to be tough justification, at least for a selection committee. And then there's the conversations that we had before the break about Stetson Bennett and what his future might hold. I just, uh, man, I, I think he can hold the clipboard in the NFL. I'd be a little surprised if he were you know, a little bit more than that. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Josh, you're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. How are you doing, man? I'm very well. What's up? Awesome. I, I, listen, I enjoy listening to you when I get a chance down here in, uh, you know, the ATL and, you know, following on Twitter. I, I guess, you know, my thing is, and, and listen, congratulations. I'm, you know, big bulldog. But congratulations, TCU. They had a great season. But I think you, you bring up an, an outstanding point is you're getting to where, you know, in college football, you've got the haves and the, and the have-nots. And I think what happened tonight, you know, even though I love, you know, seeing Georgia win 65-7, to 7, I think it was bad for the sport. Um, you know, how, how do we – and, you know, Stephen Bennett, you know, he deserves a shot at the next level, right? I mean, he's – you know, won two national titles. Will he be a great pro? Probably not. Um, but but he deserves a shot. Um, but what I'm trying to figure out is, in terms of deserving a shot, is like you said, the TCU's, the Cincinnati's. So let's expand this thing to 12 teams, right? And now you've got NIL involved, right? So we're, we're players and, and programs can start sort of paying. You're kind of caught between a regulated system to where, you know, the NCAA says, well, you can do this or not do this. And then a a complete free market economy, right. Where, you know, you can pay people or um, they can get NIL deals. So I guess I'm just, you know, my, my whole confusion with this is, is it good for college football to expand to 12 when there's really only four or five, maybe six, you know, maybe throw LSU well, in there. Maybe it, throw a, it eliminates. A it eliminates. It allows the teams to beat each other up without having a a committee decide who the top teams are. It's like, hey, go out there and play for it. And so and I I'm think all that, for that. And I think that yeah, eliminates. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm all for that, Jr. I, I just, I just, you know, it, it's almost like <laughs> there's only. It, it's not like the NFL where you have a true tournament, right? where there's a salary cap and everybody can compete under a certain, I just don't know how this in college football in that environment with NIL now gets regulated to where it's fair for the kids, which they deserve. It won't. I mean, it won't. I mean, think about it this way. It it, it won't. And it's not. And I don't even think that's a, a quote unquote problem. That's directly tied to the national championship. We already have, FCS and we already have multiple divisions and and different bowls. This right. is really what it boils down to. Money. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Money. Yep. It it's do you have money? Do you not have money? And if we're trying to generate money, 
Are we going to make more money with quote-unquote playoff games? Why does the NBA have uh, play-in games now? Oh, we want to incentivize people to play yeah. in a regular season. I don't think it's making and, and, and so too to much point, of a difference. JR, if it's money, are we talking about Major League Baseball where there's really not a salary cap, maybe a luxury tax type situation? Or is it the NFL where – because, you know, the NC State, the Illinois – and listen, I love the fact that Georgia, we've got all the resources in the world, Alabama, you know, Ohio State, Clemson. But when you start talking about these other programs, at what point do we start – crossing that line from no. you know college athletics into you no, know it's a done professional it's, environment right it's over it's been a it's that's been a sham forever and it's not so much the individual schools it's the conferences i mean this is the main reason that we already have so many schools that are deciding to leave you know their 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 own right. conference and you got teams on the West Coast who are traditionally now going to be playing in a Midwest and a Big Ten. I mean, it's so, crazy to think that Texas and Oklahoma are going to be joining the SEC. Sure, in well, it's a year it's, or two. That's just crazy. It's, it's all it's it's all driven. And thank you, Josh, for calling from here in Georgia. It, it's all about money. Like we can't we can't feign being shocked like, oh my God, I can't believe that they're doing this or they're doing this or why don't they do this. Look, when it comes to the college football playoff, they're taking their hands off. Laissez-faire. We ain't touching it. Y'all don't like who we selected to be in the college football playoff? Well, we'll open it up to 12 teams. Okay, well, that means more money for everybody. That means more interest. It might mean more blowouts. It might lessen the odds or a chance for a blowout in a championship game. But let's also be real. How many national championship games – have you seen where the team is getting annihilated 65-7? to seven? And so tonight puts a big flashlight on a problem that has kind of just been all over, just blanketed college football for years. So let's not look at tonight's game as, you know, the big button that, that has to be pressed. And it, it's an example. It's a reminder. Tonight is a big reminder of it. Uh, But if you're asking me, would I have the selection committee select the teams or would I rather see, uh, you know, more football games, more playoff games, knowing that we might get more blowouts? What's different than what we see in the season anyway? Isn't that what happened, especially early on? I could think about plenty of Saturdays where I'm flipping through all the games and I'm saying, this is a beat down. This is a waste of time. I'm not watching this. This is already a blowout. This team traveled here just to get their ass whooped for a few million dollars. It's it's how things are already. It's it's tough. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Sean is here from Oregon. Hey, JR, you're right. But I'm hoping this is just a blip. I mean, TCU could have got blown out by Michigan. People expected that to be a blowout. Sure, yeah. So hopefully we just don't have to see something like this again. You know, and on the quarterback, you know, I I heard you guys talk about him, you know, and and deserving a chance. You know, if he gets a shot, it's going to be because he earned a shot in practice. Because he earned a shot through what he's doing there in in the camp. You know, and and there's going to be somebody that somebody misses on. You know, quarterback play at the next level is hard to predict. You know, there's going to be somebody that, Somebody didn't predict to do good, does good, 
and somebody predicted to do well that doesn't. I mean, look at look at Geno Smith at the beginning of the year. Remember how you were talking about him, how he was chopped liver, and look what he did. I mean, look at look at there's a lot of things. Look how Nate Hackett this year, how you thought he wouldn't be evaluated this year, and look how like, he did well. You know, this is anything can happen. So let's be real careful about how we make our predictions. You know, and I just hope everyone does the best. I hope everyone does well. I don't want to see nobody walking around with a clipboard the rest of their life. I hope the kid does real well, and, and congratulations to TCU and Georgia, brother. Have a great night, everybody. Well, thank you, Sean, for calling from Oregon. I wish nothing but the best from him, too, but I'm also a realist. And I'm the first person to say I'm not expecting to be right 100% of the time because I ain't no oracle. I can tell you that right out the gate. I certainly hope that Stetson Bennett can wake up and, and have his dreams realized, whatever the hell they plan to be. I, I don't I don't think it will be there. I don't mean I'm going to be right. If there's one thing that I'm not going to claim to do, it's to be a fortune teller. I had a guy call up in the first hour of the show, and he predicted because he knows so or feels so that the Jacksonville Jaguars will win a Super Bowl in two years. And he's basing that off of what? The progression of Trevor Lawrence? Is it a possibility? Of course it is. Is it likely? Well, what are we basing it on? I mean, damn it, we're in the postseason right now. How the hell am I supposed to think about two years from now? I might as well say the Houston Texans will have the biggest turnaround in NFL history, the same way the Rams had the worst turnaround or fall from a Super Bowl team. I mean, we can all throw out things, but what is it rooted in? The fact is, Stetson Bennett, he can be in the NFL. He could be. The odds are against him that he finds success. Is that to say that it is not possible? No. But then you got people telling me, oh, Brock Purdy's in the NFL. He's starting. I'm waiting on somebody to tell me about Tom Brady and where he got drafted. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. There was another quarterback who played tonight. No, not on the Bulldogs, but for TCU. Max Duggan spoke. We're going to hear from him on the other side. Don't move here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you, first off, for making my drive from the south side of Atlanta to the north side every night bearable. I always enjoy listening to you, man. Intellectual and introspective. I appreciate you. I just started listening to you about six months ago. Man, I love your show. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Of course, a lot of the conversation around tonight's championship game is going to revolve around Georgia and what they did and TCU just got smashed and whether or not TCU should have been there and and all this but they beat who they beat they beat who was in front of them they just beat Michigan and they just got smashed I shared with you the audio from head coach Sonny Dykes at the top of the hour basically saying yo our, our dudes were they were tired That's the reality. He's like, and it's not just tired from the playoffs, but 
tired from all of this. This is a young team. We haven't been here. And they got smashed. There's, there's no other way to call it. Their quarterback, Max Duggan, who basically had to earn his job back and didn't even earn it back. He had to wait for the, the other guy to get hurt before he got his job back, and he had an amazing year. Uh, he spoke after tonight's game as well, and he said, okay, yeah, we got smashed, but it doesn't take away from what we did the entire season. Listen to this. Tonight isn't going to you know, take away from, from this season and you know, what we were able to do um, as a program. I, I don't think that's going to define you know, all, all the good memories and all the success that we had. If he wasn't in college, I'd call him a loser. But it's, it's facts. It's facts. It's not going to take away. And it's, it's not the most uh, joyous at all of experiences. And he's not going to forget this. Nobody is. Be on a losing end 65-7, to seven, not do anything? Just be bulldozed? It doesn't change what they did this season and what they were expected to do, which was nothing. We're talking about a team that was not ranked. So let's not look at TCU and just, oh, they shouldn't have been here. They weren't expected to do damn thing, a damn thing, nothing. They picked up their last championship in 1938. First team in a championship to start a season unranked ever. Kudos to TCU for getting here. This is not a a participation trophy, but I I thought eventually they were going to fall off, and they didn't. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Toronto and talk to Rick. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Rick? Thank you for taking my call again, JR. Um, I'm going to give you an education lesson about how it's done in Canada. 18 of the 27 teams make the, uh, the CIS, uh, we call youth sports up here. Uh, there's uh, four uh, conferences, uh, Canada West, Ontario, Quebec, and, um, and basically the Atlantic provinces. And uh, the, problem, the province of Ontario, seven of the 11 teams make, have to play in the playoffs, and that's three weeks. And it's like it, similar to what happens in the Final Four. There's a Final Four again. And there's two more weeks. So if they were in Ontario, they had to play five games. The rest of the country would play four. So in this case, between Georgia and TCU, they would have to play more games. Maybe they could change the schedule from 15, uh, maybe go down to 11 or 10 for those teams to solve the problem. So Georgia and TCU would play a lot more games. Maybe two more weeks, finding out who's the best team in the whole country. It's a better way, I think, maybe fairer way, uh, because it, our way, you know, where they play only eight games in their regular season, it might be a better way to solve the problem. So, the national championship, so this won't happen again with TCU, TCU gets um, beaten by Georgia so badly yeah. that they I, have I a, better, uh, a better option in the I future. I think you'd be able to uh, I, I, I know for this, I know this for sure, I should say, Nobody's going to go out there and, and give up games. Maybe as an alternative, squads will enter directly uh, into uh, a playoff as opposed to 
you know, play a couple of games at the end of the year that don't matter. But nobody's trying to give up games. Nobody's trying to give up revenue. Nobody's trying to give up cash. Nobody's trying to give up money. It's facts. Reggie's here from South Carolina. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Reggie. Yeah, uh, I think if you remember back in the day what Carolina Gamecocks had, uh, Connor, Connor Shaw, he went to as a free agent to the Cleveland Browns. He played some of the best ball he could play, you know, maxed out to his potential. Even won a couple games in the preseason, looked real good, and didn't make the team. So I think Stetson Bennett, I think he's got a longer shot to making a team than he does. You know, but at the same time, you know, you got these players, I would take Stetson Bennett over Sam Donald or, or uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, for some of the some of the games they've had. So it's hit or miss, you know, whether you su- suspect a player to be this type of player or be trash and they overcome that or, you know, underachieve. Yeah, I mean, the, the you, you got to get the shot. That's what it boils down to. And there are there are limited jobs that exist as a starter. Nobody's going to just throw him out there as a starter. We know he has to go through an off-season program to do so. He has to outplay other guys in practice. You have the teams are also going to evaluate him not just on what he's doing in practice, but what his upside mm-hmm. is long term versus other dudes. And the fact yeah. that by the time next season rolls around, he's 26. He's smaller. It's not going to necessarily uh, all work in his favor, even from an evaluation standpoint. So he's already behind the eight ball. That's not to say that it cannot or will not work out, but he's he's behind it. You know, it's tough. I, mean, he, I think I think he'd have to have the perfect storm to actually get a shot. You know, what I'm saying at, at, at being on the team. So people are gonna have to get hurt. You know, he's playing with a pro team basically in yeah. college. You know, offensive line or going to the pros. D-line, everybody around him is going to the league. So I think it's about six or seven quarterbacks that we don't know their names that could have won back-to-back championships with Georgia. Uh, that's, I'm not, not – well, that's true. I mean, there will be some folks who aren't happy you said that, but I would – I would I would <laughs> say so. But he's the one who did it. So we can we can live and coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, any time. That's the reality. I don't want to take away from what Stetson Bennett has accomplished because it's damn good. But when people are asking about, you know, what's next, I I, I don't venture to say I think it's all that positive in the league. And when I say positive in the league, starting. But you know what? All things considered – for what he's already done, if he gets to the league in any capacity, more credit and more power to him. He wasn't supposed to be there in the first damn place. Beck is here from Florida. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how's it going? Thank you again. Um, just a quick couple points. Welcome back. Um after the new year, that was uh, actually was my birthday, and I already uh, got the happy new year out back over Thanksgiving uh, break. Um, but the, again, with this whole Stetson Bennett, you know, Georgia thing and everything, I mean, of course, he's not going to be the next NFL guy because Trump was pretty much the Georgia guy. And have you heard his name in the last couple of years? And, and I mean, the whole list with even Georgia quarterbacks from Zaire to Green, Murray, other than Stafford, which is he's kind of, you know, eh, um, with going that. But again, it's not about size or this and that. It's about character, the individual, and I guess what system, you know, you're, you know, you're getting to go to. 
And then, of course, Beck actually got to play on the field tonight, and he's from Florida. It's not me. Um, but he's going to probably maybe be the next future with Georgia, but he's probably not going to be an NFL quarterback either. No, it's it's tough. I mean, we can go down a whole whole list, and thank you, Beck, for calling from Florida. We can go down a whole list. Think about some of the best without a shadow of a doubt, some of the best proclaimed quarterbacks in college, and there's no guarantee that they even have success in the NFL. We got guys who have gone late and have had success in the league. And so, no, it's not, it's not a perfect science, but that's why there's an evaluation process. And I think as a part of that process, you do look at physical skills. You do look at, at age. You do try to curve up what, what someone can be. And I think in his case, it's not all that easy. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Going to get to more of your calls before we roll out. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey JR, how you doing, man? I appreciate listening to you every night, man, at work, man. It gives us joy. And I uh, appreciate all your insights. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Getting ready to roll out, but we got a lot of callers here who have been very, very patient on the lines. Uh, I, I I still well I can believe it because blowouts happen they 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 happen you just don't expect it to happen in a national championship game like even if tonight's game was I don't know forty five to twenty uh, you just you don't expect sixty five to seven it's tough. 855-212-4CBS. Tom is here from Chicago. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, what's up, JR? How are you? How you doing? Hey, so if Michigan's in this game tonight and gets blown out, is it any better for college football? Or same thing? Uh, I don't think Michigan would, would get blown out in such a way. All right. The reason why I'm asking is because, you know, sometimes upsets, like last week, for example, was an awesome weekend. Huh? You know, sometimes when you get upsets, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have a game like this kind of setting sure. up for your championship. So it's like you know you pick and you choose. Right. Well, I I think it's I think it's different when you get to the the national championship. So uh, the the I didn't expect who would have expected the games that that we got last weekend. Nobody did. Nobody. I thought without a shot of a doubt we 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 see Michigan back here uh versus Georgia. I believe that game would have been more competitive. I mean in Georgia Billy got hit himself. 855-212-4CBS Norman is calling from Alabama. Go ahead Norman. Uh, 
first thing, uh, congratulations to Georgia Bulldogs on their victory. And uh, on behalf of uh, Stetson Bennett, uh, I do believe that he has potential to be a uh, a pro quarterback. I I, I do believe that. He's he's really showed out in the past couple of years. Um, My question also is, is there any other – people on the Georgia team that's been held over from the time, the extra year of eligibility with the uh, coronavirus stepping in that time. Uh, and, oh, um, I'm not familiar you, with that off the top of my head. Because that right there really makes a difference. You got a bunch of young kids playing against grown men, the ones who are 23 to 26 years old, still playing college football. And, uh, I was just wondering because some of those names on the Georgia Bulldogs, I was wondering if they still held over from uh, – No, the- I think in his regard, he, he is pretty much the extreme. And he's not necessarily out there beating up on folks. And, and to a certain degree, he's probably the most unheralded dude on the squad who had other opp- – he had other opportunities to, to play elsewhere, but he wanted to yes, walk on and quote-unquote play for his – his childhood team. And so I don't think this is a matter of we just watched a bunch of grown men beat up on some some young kids. I think we saw a, a much better talented team go out yeah. there and beat up on a squad that wasn't expected to be here. Yes, sir. And, and another thing, when you are dealing with bigger schools or that, that has a better, you know, uh, five stars and four stars quality oh, players, and once TCU get out there and they best quality players in those positions get tired after they get beat up and then, uh, at the first two three minutes of the game, I think it was over with at that point. Oh, uh, well, we, I think we, they got pushed around a lot. Well, the, the head coach, and, and thank you, Norman, for calling from Alabama, head coach Sonny Dykes said as much, and it wasn't, it wasn't so, so much of, of looking into this game in particular – he looked at the entire season. Sonny Dykes said that. Take a listen to what he had to say post game about his dudes just being spent. Yeah, look, our guys have been going. You know, we've been practicing pretty much since um, the end of July. You know, and, and we have a bunch of young people that are 18 to 22 years old uh, that have really poured everything they have into it. You know, they've been home one weekend since uh, the football season started. You know, to see their family. Um, and so these guys have paid a lot into to this run, into having this kind of success. They've given everything they have, made a ton of sacrifices. Yeah, well, there you have it. They they were tied all year. I mean, they they at at the end of last weekend's game, beating Michigan. That was. It, it's tough to get rev back up. Robert is here from Detroit. You're on CBS Sports Radio. How you doing, Jr.? You're all right, man. Hey, look, all that hogwash that they say, man, this just shows you the dominance of the SEC. What happened tonight, man? That was the most epic beatdown that you could ever occur. All that excuse play. Ah, uh, we're not, we're not doing all this, man. We tired and all this. That everybody played the same schedule. Everybody played, you know, the same amount of games. But for them the people to sit up here and say we was tied, really, this just shows you the dominance 
and the program of what the SEC provides. Just saying. Oh, without a shot of a doubt. Thank you, Robert, for calling from Detroit. There's no doubt about that one. Yeah, it's uh, we know the SEC is is where it's at. Um, I'll be very interested, and it's gonna take it's gonna take probably ten years for us to really have a full grasp on all the movement going on in college football and where teams are going and and the conference schedules and it it's the wild wild west. Uh, we had someone call maybe twenty thirty minutes ago. He said it perfectly. He said, man, we're going to move forward. And and what's the difference between what we watch professionally and what we watch in college? And I don't want to say it's a blurred line because these dudes in college aren't necessarily pros. They just have the ability to make money. They're still they're still amateurs. I don't think if you you getting uh, or if you're getting a. a marketing deal, getting some cash from the local dealership, or now you're able to monetize with a brand or on your YouTube, I think we will always consider the pros to be in the NFL. And anybody underneath that, man, especially at the college level, you you are an amateur. And it's it's tough. It's tough to move from one place to the next. That's why, you know, when someone mentions Stetson Bennett, like, he's not a pro. There's another level for him to go to. And somebody said, oh, yeah, he could be a a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, sure. We got about 100 of them. And there's another bunch of guys who are on practice squads. And so, you know, good luck to him. I mean, even today, you have somebody like Zach Wilson. He has been getting ripped to shreds. And this, this could make an argument for one side or the other, that you can select the guy high and we know we got busts. And then you can get a guy low in the draft in the fifth or sixth round. And, yeah, we only got one Tom Brady. But then we got a guy named Purdy who's playing himself into a a nice start to his career. God knows, you know, how long or how many chances or opportunities he's going to get. But he's making the most of what he has right now. And so this is a prime example. You got Zach Wilson, who was selected number two overall a couple of years ago. And this is his second full season. You have Trevor Lawrence, who was selected right in front of him, who's going to the playoffs. And Zach Wilson is already conversations in New York about whether or not he should be getting the boot. They already want to bring in a veteran quarterback to push him to see if he can secure or hold on to the job or whether he needs to be elsewhere. And so Zach Wilson was asked about that in wrap-up interviews on Monday in New Jersey. And he was asked about, hey, you were selected number two. You got all the talent in the world. And the New York Jets are getting ready to bring in a competitor for you. And his response was, I plan on fighting that guy until there's nothing left. Listen to this. I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and do my best uh, to just show the coaches that I deserve to be there and you know, and it's not it's not in a negative way, it's a positive way. It's making everybody else, you know, better hopefully and, and you go out there and you just attack every single day. Yeah, I want to make my competitors life hell, as he should. NFL is a doggy dog world, and so you you never know. You never know. You never know. In the case of Zach Wilson, he has all of the physical skill and talent in the world. But how you match that physical skill and talent up 
with what's going on in between your ears. That's the difficult part about sports. We can think of talented individuals. We can think of ridiculous athletes. How do you marry it? That's the difficult part. Let's get one more in. Lou's calling from Rochester. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Lou, quickly. Hey, JR. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. We're up against the break. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Stephen Bennett has no chance to be drafted in the NFL, nor even signed as a free agent. He knows that because if he had the talent, he would have declared early, stayed another year or two. Uh, and there was some report where he might be offered some kind of a coaching job at in a New England college anyway. But that's not really why I wanted to call. Well, you've wasted Mar- some time Hanlon. then, Lou. What? I said you've wasted Mar- some Hanlon, time. Um, and the recovery is a miracle. It's so great. It uh, he he had a um, He's uh, spiritual impact on the game uh, yesterday. He tested uh, White uh, 2.31 in the morning, apologizing for putting the team in that position. White had a key interception in the game. He sure. also was one of the first players to welcome uh, Naheem Hines to the team when Hines and, got treated. And Naheem, and Naheem, what he did, I watched it live. And, Lou, thank you for calling from Rochester. What he did at the start of that game was amazing. Right out of the gate, touchdown. And so all the best to DeMar Hamlin, home from his recovery. Listen, folks, the JR Sport Reef Show here on CBS Sports Radio is a wrap. Thank you, Shep. Congrats to the Bulldogs. I'll be back tomorrow, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Amy Lawrence, she's up next.